Hi everyone and welcome to First Rank Fire. This is a podcast that gives me the chance to chat with some of the best people from around the 40k community. I'm your host Ben and in today's episode we're going to be chatting with probably one of the very first people that I ever watched play 40k on YouTube when I when I got back into the hobby. Um, he's probably the most recognisable person in the hobby. Probably. Um, and yeah, he's, he's an absolute sort of hobby hero to me. Uh, sort of this, this guy uh embodies what i sort of see as a a true a true sort of hobbyist in the the hobby a, a, a great person to, to sort of follow after welcome to the show dave uh, how you doing good man thank you so much for having me on uh just pure pleasure being here man no it's a real honor to have you on i, I really appreciate the time and yeah it's it's, a, it's great to have you it's, it's incredible so you were probably the i think mini wargaming was the first first one so i started back in the start just before eight started and like mini war game was the thing that sort of like got me infused into 40k before that i was all fantasy so yeah it's uh it's because of you guys that i'm probably into 40k as much as i am awesome well that's fantastic i mean i mean we're we're certainly old so uh <laughs> <laughs> i guess there's some probabilities uh yeah Ch- chances are you've seen us uh, <laughs> I've been in amazed, 16th yeah. year of doing it so yeah, yeah it's crazy yeah, yeah. it is crazy yeah. I mean, what, let's go all the way back to the start. What got you into Warhammer in the first place? Well, my friend Matt, he calls me up. He says, Dave, I got Lord of the Rings. You want to play it? And it was a miniatures game. One made by Games Workshop. Nice. I said, sure. I like Lord of the Rings. I'll play with you. Played a couple games. I said to him, hey, Matt, we should do a business. And he's like, <laughs> uh, maybe we could sell these online. I'm like, sure. Anything but landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> and so we jumped into it. And yeah, it's kind of. You know, that was the very first introduction. I didn't grow up with wargaming. I didn't have that uh, connection as a kid to hobbying, to painting miniatures. You know, action figures and video games. And that's yeah. Cool, but not not specifically miniature painting. That didn't come until I was 22, 23. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that feels a bit crazy. Cause like, how am I saying that? I, I've obviously seen quite a few people now. You do get that mix. But it feels like so many of the sort of bigger people around the community have been doing it since they were kids or they they did it as a kid for a few years and then they took that that break but to start at 22 and to be as huge as you guys are now that's that's crazy yeah i guess it just kind of started there and, and you know the imposter syndrome is definitely a thing <laughs> because you know if, especially at the beginning when making videos and posting stuff and yeah like oh yeah yeah i remember doing that 10 years ago i'm like dude this might be my first time doing that <laughs> and i'm making the video doing it so it's just this sheer twist of irony where it's you know uh, i'm learning from the community and they're learning from me learning from the community mm-hmm. and so it's just like kind of mirrored echo chamber of creativity i suppose yeah i mean i, I wasn't into to sort of obviously 40k back then but it, it feels like having had a chat around the community and sort of a lot of the, a lot of the want of a better term influencers it feels like mini wargaming was kind of like the first real driver for most people to to really want to push into that sort of content creation thing. So it's, it must, it must feel a bit surreal, I guess, being that driver, like you say, because you're learning off the communities as you've sort of gone along. Yeah, I, I mean, it's funny because back, back then, um, strange saying back then, <laughs> by the way, strange hearing dudes were adults saying, I watched you as a kid. Like, that's all strange. <laughs> all strange uh but yeah i mean a very real sense it's like uh, you know we started making the videos and looking at stuff online there's a lot of tutorials back then there's a lot of like article tutorials, yeah. like images and like step one this is how you do step two and forums and 
you know this is this is pre uh you know pre discord this is mm. pre patreon this is pre kind of communities that were really big uh you know like i mean facebook was barely a thing yeah. youtube was barely a thing instagram didn't even exist <laughs> uh you know same with twitter like it was the strangest thing uh it's it's weird this is back when cds were a thing <laughs> and then like dvds like <gasps> we're gonna make dvds <laughs> like that's awesome like like this the state-of-the-art stuff we're doing uh you know and yeah yeah there i mean we certainly weren't the first ones uh there were people before us and uh you know back then it was like Hey, look, they got 1,800 subscribers. <laughs> one day, we'll have that. And one day, we'll be able to really make a difference here. Uh, so I just remember that perspective of uh, kind of seeing that difference uh, and always feeling like th- it, it was very much a, we're doing this, we're going through this. There isn't anything necessarily to mold after mm. uh in terms of a lot of the experimentation that we went through evolution of the videos and even video choice uh, for that matter okay well coming back to the game we'll talk more about content stuff uh, later but yeah coming back to the game um obviously you, you get to play so many different game systems be it gws uh, um, i guess you guys don't play that much lord of the rings but like heresy 40k um sigmar um but Obviously, you get to play loads more. When you look on the the, the channel, or you go over to your to your website, you, you play a lot of different games. Do you have like a particular style of play that you most enjoy? Be it like narrative or um, just a pitched battle of two thousand points, or definitely chaos, definitely corn. Uh, <laughs> immediate, yes, preferred. Whether it's narrative, whether it's pitch battle, it actually doesn't matter as long as it's berserkers charging forward, <laughs> getting some sort of charge, collecting skulls. Everything else is secondary to that. Everything. So, yeah, uh, lo- lots of different game styles and games that we played on the channel. Heck, even in the game system, like when I was playing Age of Sigmar, of course it's going to be the Blades of Corn that I'm collecting. Yeah. It's a natural extension. Of, uh, you know, and the same with the Heresy. It's going to be World Eaters, the white and blue color scheme. Nice, yeah. You know, uh, and it's just through and through. Chaos is particularly World Eaters player. Uh, you know, run psychic phase, magic. What are these things? What's all this nonsense that exists that we don't need? It's not needed. We don't need magic to reap a skull. We just take and grab and hold and throw one skull pile. Like that's all that matters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's the gameplay. Go forward and corn and watch reaction. That's the gameplay. No, that's 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 a fair. I mean, would you would you say that? I guess the answer is yes, but like World Eaters are your sort of favorite because you've got you have thousands of hundreds of thousands of points of other armies. Yes, uh, so in a very in a practical sense, the studio armies, which are owned by myself and Matt, my business partner, uh, but it's very much fueled by the community. Yeah, so it's like you know so many portions of each army, not just the Chaos or the Tyranid army or the Space Marine army. Like that, there's portions of a number of armies that were painted, donated, purchased, acquired, painted ourselves, added to the armies. It's just a mix mash of yeah. everything, right? So it's when I when I think of the armies, I think of well, this is kind of our army mm, together. Okay, yeah, right. I'm the steward over it yeah. right now, this point in time. Um, you know, to protect it, I'll claim it as my own. But in actuality, it's it's all of our army, mm, right? Like, yeah. Especially if people have been viewing it over the years and be like, hey. 
I remember when that was my army within the <laughs> army. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah, uh, that's kind of how I see it. You see that now. I mean, what was the the um the the latest stuff that Matt's been doing with the the tiles with the different armies? Oh, who was the guy? He came in, but he was like, I have to play this Beast of Nurgle because he just loved that model. He'd obviously sort of seen that model over and over again on the channel and sort of came in and was like, I want that. I want that on the the, uh, the table with me. It was really is that, cool. Is that in a recent battle report? Yes. Uh, it was the... Oh, man. I'm just, I've been watching it so much. It's the Age of Sigmar Lost City campaign. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to work out which one it was, but uh, yeah, he it's, it was really nice to see because you could sort of see that he'd he'd been watching the channel over and over, and he was like, "I love that model." And I, when he was coming in, he's like, "Yeah, I want to really play that model." So it sort of echoes with what you were saying that it's that it's almost like a community army, even that it's your guys' army. Everyone sort of really connects with them. So it's, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. So. Uh, have you got like a particular favorite part of the hobby is is it the gaming side or community interactions or um any sort really my favorite part of the hobby because there's multiple aspects yeah. of it uh you know there's gaming hobbying uh heck even talking about it reading yeah. books playing video games cosplay uh you know there's i think the one thing really that connects everything is just the uh, the people it's the passion for the hobby itself and so that to me is my favorite part because it doesn't matter what aspect it is it's still engageable yeah and it's still fun it's like i can equally have fun talking to someone about them making their space marine cosplay and working on it for six years or someone showing me their conversion of a mini that they also spent six years on right it doesn't <laughs> yeah to me it's like equally fun because it's nuts. Like, how does that how does that translate? Like, there's some dudes that are into painting that never play, yeah. and some people who read, who never play, never hobby, right? And there's people who do everything. Yeah. So it, it's crazy that the I suppose the spectrum of engagement. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's pretty awesome. So people, number one, uh, relationships, collaborations, that part. That's yeah. my favorite part. That's nice. I mean, obviously. I've you go on your Instagram stuff like that, and it it must be crazy going to these sorts of big events because you're such a well known well known face. But do you, do you find you get much time to sort of chat with people individually at those sorts of things, or is it very much a I had, you get like two minutes by by per, per person type thing? I think it's all like it's it's very organic, right? So it's some sometimes it's a quick interaction, but other times it's honestly it's like talking for six hours <laughs> to the wee hours of the morning with someone I just met. So it's like uh everywhere in between it's okay. everywhere in between right and that's the best part because there's no plan it's it's a very this is the same talk tactic it's to corn forward <laughs> and then to see what happens it's the same thing it's like okay we're going to this convention okay what's the plan to go to the convention let's <laughs> see what happens uh, meet people uh what are you going to do i don't know it's whatever happens <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so it's great it's great yeah being an extrovert it kind of works out right you know it getting energy from people and yeah hopefully there's a an exchange of that and it's given back to you then right like it's uh, you know, goes back by the way first rank fire uh the fact that i'm doing this with you like this yeah. is an example of an interaction in the community and in this case it's creating content yeah uh for, for your channel and just talking about fun stuff it's it's all a part of it it's all engagement and it's all it's all good it's all yeah. hobbying it's all passion 
that's why I set this podcast up. It was literally to, to chat with people. It wasn't necessary to make a channel or something like that. It gave me a reason to, to sit in an evening and chat with people about a hobby that we all love across various different aspects of it. So yeah, definitely echoes that. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Um, we've talk, obviously talked um, 40k, I guess. Asia Sigma, would you say Blade, Blades of Corn is your go-to, or would you, do you prefer any other armies if it's not corn? Uh, I've had a chance. Well, okay. So first and foremost, like my experience playing Age of Sigma proper is very small in comparison to compared yeah. to any other. Well, forty k specifically. Uh, I don't know. Less than thirty games, probably overall. Really? It's yeah, that few. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that few. So every for me, every time I play a game, it's recorded and it's on the channel. Yeah. Uh, and so mostly it's me learning AOS whenever I'm playing AOS. Uh, okay, yeah. Because <laughs> it, it's so yeah. far in between, right? And so it's like, all right, I haven't played in basically last edition <laughs> or two editions ago. How do you play this game? Oh, we're going to do a Path to Glory campaign? All right, what's my army? Slaves of Darkness? Okay, done. <laughs> all right, some sort of... Co- Dispossessed? That sounds so- like some sort of chaotic dwarves. Okay, let's do it. Magikin of Nurgle? Let's see what they do, right? As long as it's chaos then I'm going to mentally engage somehow. Yeah. Right? Blades of Corn is the number one. But, uh, you know, chaos has many flavors. And, you know, sometimes we like to ice cream and Neapolitan it up and just, you know, yeah. flavors. Yeah, that's what, yep. yeah. So no, no Stormcast in there, Dragons, for you. It's all about the... Uh... Stormcast. <laughs> just, uh, you know, honestly, I probably would try them out, uh, but it wouldn't be my first choice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I guess it's about getting that engagement. Who was I chatting to? I sent somebody, and they they were sort of talking about that. Oh, Katie from Tabletop Tactics. Her her loving Nids. She she didn't pick Nids as her first army. Uh, Maxine, her partner, was like, "I've got this Carnifex. Can and it was badly painted. Can you paint it?" And she got that emotional attachment to Nids, and now she's like the queen of Nids. Um, compared to Matt's king of king of the Nids, it, it, she's <laughs> she kind of grew with them, and she played it. She she started playing them relatively late ish, compared to mm. some people. But um, yeah, she she grew that emotional attachment, and I guess that's what we all kind of do. I do with Dark Angels now. I'm so bad for Dark Angels. Never used yes, to be. That, but, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, have you fallen? Do you still keep the secrets? Are you? Uh... I'm I'm part of the Risen crew, having read the new book. I love the new book so much, so much. Yeah, yeah I, I was saying this the other day. I've listened to it five times now, which is really bad, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's bad, but it's my favorite book. I think I've I'm up to like sixteen books that I've listened to, and it's my favorite by far. Absolutely love it. The idea of having the Risen, it's just it's so appealing to me. Yeah, it's you know what? It's, I think it's the lore. Mm. The lore pulls us in. Yeah. And carries us through editions of the game, editions of the sculpts of the models. Yeah. It's really the lore, I think, is the glue that invests us in the universe of Warhammer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really want to talk about Ravage Star. How Ravage. did that start? Because that is like probably most players' dream is to, to make their own minis. How did that how did that all kick off? Well, if you ask me. I have no clue how that happened. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just a thing that manifested before all of us, really. And now we're all dealing with it. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay. So let's see. How do I even tackle this? Uh, I think it's a very good representation of kind of everything that happens in my life. It's like <laughs> I surround myself 
with people who are really good at what they do. <laughs> and I'm just the dude who gets excited about plastic on YouTube. <laughs> so it's like, okay, there's amazing sculptors from Lazy Square Games. Okay, cool. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lore writer, uh, Robert. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, you know, Matt, now Matt in-house, Mini Wargaming, is working on the rules. There's nice. a bunch of play testers. And so it's like, okay, that's started now. Excellent. Uh, we're going to do miniatures. Uh, Dave, what do you want to make? Chaos! Uh, <laughs> but we can't make chaos. we got to make something like, it's chaotic. Okay, cool. Well, what would be chaotic? Well, a bunch of inspirations. Let's do, like, you know, The Witcher and nice. Mortal Kombat. Yes. And, uh, you know, Resident Evil. Uh, you know, what's something else? Uh, Vikings. Yeah, just Vikings <laughs> in general. Uh, chaos Space Marine inspired. Well, of course, everything is. If it's going to be some sort of chaotic marine. <laughs> In a futuristic landscape, like, of course, it'd be inspired by it. Yeah. But everything will be designed from scratch. It'll be its own thing. Uh, it's going to have its own name, its own universe, own rules, own thing. So uh, I think it's a, it's a reflection of the passion and love of the hobby, really. Uh, so, uh, yeah, a lot of community engagement. So a lot of mm. polls, a lot of yeah. questions. You know, what, what would you guys want? You know, it's a simple question. What do you want? And why is it chaos? <laughs> right? Um, and so there's that. Uh, yeah. And, and it's really like whenever we have done a project like that, it has been community driven because that's mm. kind of, that's how we started. Right? Yeah. Everything was, you know, we started with the forums and asking questions and doing stuff. And we started with an online store and every video that we would make correspond to the specific sales we'd make of that specific army in our store. Yeah. Uh, and since that didn't, we had to close the store and we're just making content. It's just going everywhere, whatever content we want to make. Uh, it still goes back to those roots of what do you guys want to see? Yeah. What do you want to do? What do you want to engage in? Right. Uh, and so when it comes to that, when it comes to engaging with the community, that's the thing that I would say I, I'm most, I'm in my right, rightful place doing that. All the other mechanical stuff, all the other logistical things, that's other people who are much better at all that other stuff. <laughs> It's good management. Right? You want, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, it's uh, let's let's call it what well, delegation. There you yes. Go. There you smart, go. smart sounding word. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to delegate the smart stuff to people who are really good at it. Uh, and uh, I will be the champion for it. And I will make sure that people do the things that they say they were going to do, because a lot of times that there isn't that person. Yeah. It's right? like, yeah. hey, guys, what's going on? Let's figure it out. And then telling you and being transparent about what's happening. Yeah. That's that part's important. Especially yeah. with crowdfunding campaigns, right? Yeah, it's definitely. It's like a illusory wall that's almost hidden behind. But when it's when you're front facing, it's like, guys, there's nowhere to hide here. You know, the minis are being made and they're late. So we're going to have to wait for them because we're all waiting for them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's, you know, when there's ups and downs, it's all it's all shared. It's kind of like this communal experience uh, just growing through it. Yeah, it makes um, sense. The, for me, it's definitely the best way of doing it. There's, you see quite a few, oh, I've seen quite a few over, over the years where everything goes silent. The moment something goes wrong, it all goes silent. And then from there, it just seems to go absolutely wrong. Now, well, if you just told people, they probably would have been fine about it because they want your product. That's the whole point of it. They want to they want to have these. And the Ravage Star Mies are absolutely incredible. Uh, I have Votan and the Dwarves are they're incredible. Just seeing those those new models, I was like, oh my god, I need those so badly. They're so beautiful. There's so much detail in them, and just so yeah, people people obviously want them, and 
most people for that sort of stuff are willing to wait. And if you're honest with them, they're going to wait. That's, the best That's way. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that sentiment uh, towards it. It's really uh, ultimately support of the project. Yeah. And huge shout out to Igor for coming up with this concept for it and Gustavo for sculpting it, being the lead sculptor of all of the minis. Each one is like, there's a team of sculptors. Uh, and so Gustavo himself sculpts and he also looks over every single sculpt that comes in. Wow. So there's tweaks and things needed. Like, So it's done through his lens, his artistic lens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and these are the, I mean, these are the true champions of the campaign, right? Because they're behind the scenes. Yeah. So they're not, they're not in front of the camera. Like you would never know their name unless they were uh, touted or, or spoken yeah. of. And it's also fantastic because, because I personally didn't sculpt them. I'm able to say, yes, Ben, <laughs> they are ridiculously awesome looking. And yeah. I'm not like bragging about my yeah. own thing, right? Like it's like, no, no, they are awesome at doing this. And so I'm glad that we are partnered with them to kind of present yeah. this amazing mini, right? Like uh, the super high detail, uh. Uh, you know, like whatever you want to do. You want to contrast it. You want to dry brush it. You want to do, you want to spend a thousand hours on one mini, like all of the options in between. You can, you can have fun engaging. And they come pre-assembled yeah. too. Oh, nice. Pre-assembled in the box. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of people that hate hate building. I'm a bit of a kit basher, so I, I sit on the fence. But yeah, that's definitely. I think I look a lot of those Ravage style minis. And I'm like, I wouldn't want to kit bash them. They're just they're just beautiful. And so I feel like if I'm taking them apart, I'm just gonna kind of ruin it a little bit. But yeah, pre pre built will be nice. Get straight on the paint. That that one was feedback. Like uh, uh for instance, uh, okay, ran a poll on YouTube community. Right, which it baffles my mind that these aren't used more. Yeah, because they're direct feedback. Right, you want to do anything for your own channel? You're making a paint line. You're making brushes. You're making minis. Whatever it is, right? Just ask the question. And so the question was: Would you prefer assembled, uh, with pre-assembled, or not assembled? Right. What, what was your preference? Mm. And so there's about twenty thousand votes, and oh, over eighty wow. percent was pre-assembled. Yeah. For the love of God. It. Yeah. Pre-assembled, please. Right, and so lots of comments too. It's like, dude, if I'm gonna choose, it'll be pre-assembled because I'd rather paint than assemble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. There is a lot of time. I, I guess it kind of does come back to those sort of um, kit bashes where it's like actually I'm like it in bits, but it's not that loud many. minority. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, some of the like obviously I've, I know you sent out some of them out to like various uh, Instagrammers there coming up beautifully aren't they? I, i'm used to be quite pleased with some of the paint jobs that people are doing on them it's incredible i mean uh, the everywhere from first time painters which is super exciting in its own right to see them painted yeah all the way to the seasoned painters who have their own channels and showing off beautiful works of art right to people painting batches of them armies of them yeah uh and so it's yeah it's it's insane like it's it's very surreal to actually see it <laughs> and to see it wherever i'm looking now granted of course my algorithm is going to look slightly different than everyone else's right so it'll be popping up everywhere when when i engage in stuff yeah and so the question that i really have is like do you see it everywhere right do, do other people see it everywhere i mean i said i certainly do it, but again it might be something that because i'm actively searching for it now because i guess when i first saw it, it was kind of here and there but yeah then it's one of the things you start actively searching for it and you sort of see some of the bigger people chloe chloe i follow all the time Absolutely love Chloe and see her. Chloe's awesome. And, yeah, Chloe's amazing. Yeah, to see the, some of the stuff she's, she's done. Is, yeah, and so it's popping up more and more on, on mine. So it's feeding into the algorithm, which is good, I guess. Lady Kane on Instagram. So the cool thing about Chloe stuff is 
So yeah, there's Ravage Star stuff that uh, Chloe's painted, but there's also World Eater stuff that mm. Chloe paints, right? Yeah. Converts, and you wow. Her so, is incredible. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that's what I love. I love, like, okay, you know how, like, many people are addicted to social media, right? <laughs> and there's, you gotta disengage sometimes, and they gotta, you know, kind of balance. There's, like, that mental balance. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, 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 I this is, I, I fully admit being addicted to social media. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, I'm addicted to mini wargaming social media. So it's like, Everything I'm looking at, everything I'm posting, everything that I'm sharing or commenting on, it all has to do with the channel. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it, it helps the channel because of the engagement. Uh, and then when I am like genuinely unplugged, then I'm unplugged and I got to like put my phone down. Yeah. I got to put the extension of my consciousness down. <laughs> right. That, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Last last one on Ravage Store. How did it feel to yeah. see yourself in a model? Because that was one of the, I guess it was one of the earlier ones. But that, again, a, a great model. That was, I mean, yes. Uh, okay, I had mixed feelings, to be honest. Because, like, models were, were done before. Like, for instance, uh, the, uh, the, the Rangers film and board game, there was a miniature made of my character from yeah. in the movie, right? And so a fantastic experience. Uh, really fun, and so there was like, oh, I got this mini, uh, and it's me, you know, like so. There's this like <laughs> kind of cool, yeah. Uh, when it for some reason, when it came to Ravage Star, when Lazy Squire brought up the idea of, okay, Dave, we need to make a mini of you, right? Uh, I was like, well, no, no, that's not that's not necessary. <laughs> like it's it's all good. Like uh, I would rather this. And when I saw when I said this, I was pointing at Lord Tyrick, and he's got like the massive two handed sword with yeah. like a horned helmet and this badass skull mask, and like that—that's what I think of when I see this game, right? That's really cool. Uh, and then a week later, they they show me the sculpt of the Davicus character, my character. Look, look what we made. Look what our artists spent time on, essentially, <laughs> right? Like, <sighs> okay, well, if they spent time on it, then. I mean, it looks awesome. Like, it looks really, really cool. And I'm super humbled and flattered, obviously, right? Like, that's going to be, like, amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, one of the main characters in the lore. And so it's like, okay, all right, it's going this direction. So we're just going to embrace it and then <laughs> continue on. <laughs> right? Um, but I thought to myself, you know what? Why am I a special, unique snowflake and I get a mini in this game, right? Why don't we make a mechanism where anyone can create their own character in the game? Oh. Right? Yeah, that would yes. be cool. That would be cool, right? So like that re that your reaction right there is like my feeling on it because it's like when they said that to me about my character I'm like, "Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. That'd be cool." So why not share that? Why not make it possible, right? So we'll work on a mechanism to make it, make it so you can make a character, uh you can create the lore for your character backstory. Uh and I I envision options of like kit bashing different things like uh, mm. there's different weapon options different head options different uh, armor options and so you can customize your own character to make it look exactly how you want it to look and also the name and the backstory and all this stuff so yeah that that to me sounds like the thing if that spawned from me getting my own mini in the game then okay here share i yeah. found some meat in the forest everyone <laughs> dig in that's a great idea right? i used to spend hours on hero forge 
I'm big into yes. D&D. But yeah, you spend hours on Hero Forge. Like, yeah, I've got this character idea. Let's try and make it. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's everyone's dream. Everyone's played video games and they spend most of their time doing that character creation on whatever. Even if you never see your character again, that's where everyone spends probably the most time. That's right. Like in Fallout, right? Like yeah. Fallout 4. Like how much time? Like a good couple hours probably. Like <laughs> At least. Just like, all right, here. His hair color, hair length, okay, you know, like hair, eyes a little bit, whatever, and you know, beard. Okay, beard, all right. We're gonna make it the same. We're gonna make it like the more I can't grow on the side in real life. Right? How do we look like with a beard? And so like all this stuff. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's just being creative, right? So yeah. It makes sense. Well, I'm looking forward to where it, seeing where it goes. It's and if Matt's writing the rules for it, I could not think of anyone better to write those rules. So with the with Matt, uh, Matt's heading up the creation of the rules and he's assembling them. Uh, but as with everything in the project, it is also driven by collaboration. So for instance, there's multiple channels, multiple people mm. who are assisting in the playtesting of it. Uh, and to me, it's important that that happens that way because then when it's played on play on tabletop, uh, they would have been in it, like yeah. helping to craft and giving feedback. Or when it's played on Vanguard Tactics and Steven was a part of the competitive aspect of crafting the rules and it's live streamed on Tabletop Titans because, again, they're a part of the process, right? Because yeah. in, in my mind, when Duncan, when he made his paint line, right, it was like, look at the success of that. That is really cool. That's community driven and people want stuff like this. And it's done by a creator. It's not a... It's not the traditional company makes product, yeah. send it out to influencers, help promote product. It's influencer makes product. And so it like it's yeah. it's double. It's like a double threat. And it's like, okay, well, that's something to be celebrated. Let's let's share that around. Let's do more of that. Yeah. That's right. Idea, yeah. And so yeah, this is whoever wants to be involved in whatever degree, it's it's a forward movement thing it's a progression that's happening with I love the it. project yeah i love it it's great absolutely fantastic okay we'll move on to the sort of more community content side and um, like you said you've been you've been making content with mini wargaming for 16 years 16 yeah that's two corns wow, yeah. that's crazy how did that start obviously we talked about sort of might be like let's make this company but yeah how did, how did that progression into content creation start uh, so at the very beginning, uh, so Matt had an internet marketing business, right? He's genius guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Never admit it. He's super humble, right? But genius level intelligence, <laughs> right? And so like, uh, you know, I grew up with him. I've known Matt since I was five. And, uh, you know, I had a landscaping business at the time, completely fledgling landscaping business, just making it up as I'm going along, not <laughs> trained for it, right? We're destroying my body, like breaking my back, doing it, right? So Matt, uh, want to do business, right? Let's do business again. I don't care what it is, right? Dave, you want to sell these minis? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, let's do it. What, what are these? Let's sell them. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Right? And then after getting into it, because obviously we played a couple of games, like, okay, this is actually genuinely fun. Let's engage somehow. What can we do? All right, content. And Matt's like, you know what, Dave? You're more of the, that's more your thing, you know, in <laughs> front of the camera, kind of just goofing around. You know, I, I got an internet marketing business. So if people see me doing, playing games online, they may not take me seriously. <laughs> and so it's like, you might have to just do it on your own. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, okay, all right, no problem. Uh, so, you know, I started with terrain tutorials because as a landscaper, yeah. I'm like kind of doing that stuff, right? So it's, you know, just did that in miniature form and learned how to make ruins and rocks and trees and crashed craters and 
just experimenting with all that stuff. And yeah. each tutorial was an experiment. It was like, I'm doing this for the first time, learning as I go, but documenting the process and making it into content along the way. Uh, and then, you know, got into the gameplays and doing battle reports and the evolution of the battle report kind of just took shape. Mm. Uh, like, here's a fun anecdote. At the very beginning, we record the game. We would get all of the, you know, dice rolls, the actions. And then in post-production, we'd strip the audio and do a voiceover. Kind of like how they do in live games. Yep. Right? Now, Matt, again, being the genius that he is, because he's incredibly intelligent. He knows his army, my army, and the game rule uh, way better than I know my own army, right? So, like, <laughs> he, he's like, he can he can call every single thing. He can name the rule that it's from and whatever, yeah. right? So, he's doing this voiceover, right? As I'm doing my battle report, I, I kid you not, like, first good eight seconds, I'm like, oh, no. What am I gonna do? I I, I don't I, I can't do this. Uh, I, I'm just gonna have to make stuff up the whole time. Like uh, that that exploded. Why did that explode? I'm discovering this with you as I'm watching it, even though I experienced it for the first time. I can't remember. So like it was completely different. I'm like Matt, I can't do the voiceover, man. Like it's just not working. So we're just gonna keep the original audio from like you know the reactions yeah. of whatever you know because that that should tell the story of the game, yeah. right? Uh, and so what we found was uh, viewers actually liked that because they're like, yeah, we want to see the the hurt, yeah. the, the failed roles. And we want to see the excited stuff and get that in-person reaction, right? So it kind of, we melded our two different styles of video creation into one, which became the bad reports that you see on the channel, which is the banter of the people in real life with uh, in-camera editing and you know, multiple clips, a few hundred clips yeah. at the end and kind of streamline that process. I mean, it's, for me, and this is my personal opinion, I really love... Like the old school banter battle reps, I, I love it. I think the whole point of this, the whole point of playing a game is to, to have that social aspect. And so for me, sitting and watching it, um, seeing that that social interaction, seeing the the pains and the, the joys and things like that, it, it makes me feel like I'm integrated into it. Then having the extra stuff on top, you're like, yeah, this is this is this rule and stuff like that. It's just, yeah, it just it just adds to me. It helped me learn the game. Like, I guess fundamentally, I like I say I came in into eighth, but I had no background playing so i was uh i must have been late 20s yeah i was in my quite quite late 20s just just coming into my 30s never played 40k before i played fantasy back in i started playing fantasy in fifth edition played it for like two or three years and yeah that that was it so i had absolutely no idea how to play 40k some of my friends kind of did, but they hadn't been playing for a few years. And so I was like, okay, cool, I'll go and watch the channel. And I basically learned to play the game through your channel, through, through a couple of other channels, because of the way that you make them, I guess. That's awesome. Like, that's so cool to hear. Uh, and if that, you know, uh, if that's part of people's experience and is part of yours and, and others as well, right, where they can watch videos and engage, and whether it's one of our battle reports or a battle report on another channel, it, it, it gets them into the game. Yeah. Right? It gets them into the hobby. And uh, especially when you show kind of everything, you show all the dice rolls, you explain your intent behind why you're doing the certain back tactics that you're working on, uh, whether it was successful or it failed, whatever. Yeah. It's just interesting because you get to see the thought process. And a, a comment that we receive a lot is, we feel like a fly on the wall and we feel like we're in the room. Yeah. As you're playing the game, uh, which is, uh, yeah, that was cool feedback. Well, it wasn't intentional. It was just, this is our way of filming it. And so whatever the feedback was, was organic. So yeah. that's cool. That's awesome. 
Well, I, don't, I don't think I know anybody that I've spoken to who hasn't had a lot of mini war gaming as kind of one of their their first kickers into the into the hobby. They they started it for various reasons, but in terms of like the the, the content creation, the the social side, almost everybody's like, yeah, mini war gaming were the first. We kind of went from there, so it's like you've inspired the generation of content creators that that sort of exist in the current day. I, I guess. Yeah, I mean that that's, you know, it's it's funny hearing that because it's it's hard to really understand what that truly means. You know, uh, it, it's it's a wonderful sentiment to hear it, and it makes it makes me feel really good, and I know it makes the team feel really good, right? Uh, and specifically. The, uh, uh, the workhorses that exist as part of the team, uh, aside from like not talking about myself or Matt, although Matt is a workhorse <laughs> as well. Uh, I, I'm not even going to explain myself. I don't know. <laughs> Chaotic maelstrom constantly. Uh, but like Steve, Steve, Luca, and Josh, right, as creating the battle reports, uh, they're with us right now. Like Steve, for instance, Steve probably has the most battle reports, like, that has been that, that have been filmed mm. period yeah um out of uh i would say probably anyone right because he also has his own channel yeah that he's been doing for years and he's been doing mini wargaming for over a decade and he does multiple games a week week after week after week <sighs> after week crazy. after week so it's just like what <laughs> like that it, it blows my mind right uh 200 million views is what we celebrated just a couple months ago crazy which again just boggles my mind right uh Wow, uh, getting one million views uh, collectively between all your videos is a big deal. Yeah. Like that, right? Heck, on one video, that that's rare too. If that ever happens, right? Yeah. Uh, but insane, absolutely insane uh, that that's a thing. So uh, is that is that just your views on YouTube as well? Because obviously you've got the you've got the website where you've got thousands thousands of videos on there. Just... Yeah, that's uh, that's just on YouTube. Oh, that's that's mad, absolutely crazy. Well yeah. done, um, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Well done, because you, you're nearing half a million subscribers now, aren't you? Four hundred and something. Yeah, four forty-four, four forty-four. Yeah, four four five. Which is yeah. So you're nearing that half a million mark. That's uh, that's a lot of people. That's crazy too. Like uh, honestly, like uh, even seeing that is kind of it takes. You no, know, makes me reflect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because uh, I remember when there was 10,000. <laughs> and I remember, relative to the world that existed back then, it was impressive for the time. Yeah. Right? And so, if you're, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a YouTuber. I make YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. How many subscribers you got? You got 10,000. What? You got 10,000? That's awesome. And so, at the time, you know, which was over 10 years ago, let's say it's 2010. It was around there. Uh, it was just like, yeah, I guess this is working. I, this is, we've been doing it for yeah. a while and uh, we're going to continue going with it right and i guess just over time it just keeps on going if you continue doing it uh, well, and you keep putting out good stuff yeah that's, i guess that's a really key thing you wouldn't have got to where you've got if you hadn't have, have made good content and evolved with the times and like you say keep keep tapping in with that community and making sure it's what the community wants if you don't give them what they want they won't come there's there's a few key uh players that really helped us to kind of introspect and observe our own processes and our own like for instance at the very beginning beasts of war who are now on tabletop uh you know warren uh yeah it's funny because when they first came on the scene which was years ago right many years ago i want to say a good like 12 years ago 
something like that. Like they've been around a while too, mm. right? Uh, when they first jumped on the scene, like they had super high quality equipment and camera angles and they were doing stuff on Geek and Sundry. Yeah. And it's like, wow, who are these guys? Right. So we're just we're honestly like home video camera, just uh, <laughs> handy cam, just like doing stuff. And then here's this like high production, what looked like to be like television production stuff. Right. Super cool. Uh, just seeing stuff like that. So it kind of made us go from SD to HD at the time. <laughs> it's like we, we better upgrade our cameras. Right. I mean, maybe at least HD because, you know, it becomes the expected thing. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, heck. It's not even it's not even all 4K yet, right? Because <laughs> it's YouTube videos and most people are watching on their phones. So it's like, does it really need to be? Like, it kind of does, but does it really need to be? Yeah. Right? And so it's one of those things that it just, uh, we evolve as it's necessary to evolve. But in other aspects, we're, we're evolving uh, beyond. So in some, in some ways, we're like behind in terms of like the, from a technical aspect, mm. but that's done deliberately by choice, though, because we've really weighed the options of that. Okay. Uh, and to the next point, play on a tabletop, right? When they first started making battery ports, specifically, uh, they, it was like, okay, now that looks like it can be on Netflix. Like, well, what's going on here? Yeah. Or, 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 what's happening? We're panic! <laughs> panic! Ah, who are these guys? <laughs> and so it was, it was like completely jolted us, right? Yeah. And, uh, it, at the time, and this is a few years ago, like a number of years ago that they started, uh, I want to say four or five, uh, something like that, right? At the time, we were still just kind of looking at our own content and not really reaching out too, too much in okay. terms of collaborating. Because in a general sense, every video is a collaboration because someone yeah. from the community is a guest in a battery report, right? So, uh, yeah, but when it comes to like other channels and looking at other content creators out there, didn't really have too much reason to, to okay. do other stuff, yeah. right? We're kind of busy doing our own thing. Uh, but it was then that we really kind of just took a look at our setup, our studio. It was right after we moved into the new studio, the bunker. Um, and it we, we completely revamped our process, right? We're like, well, maybe we need interview portions where we're describing stuff and getting mm. player perspective on things. Yeah. You know, maybe, uh, you know, tightly more tightly edited and whatever right and then through that experimentation the audience was like hey uh we could see what you're doing with this <laughs> however your soul is lost in the editing guys <laughs> we watch your videos for you yeah for your personalities so doing all this other fancy stuff it's like what is this <laughs> i could go i could watch this i play a tabletop and they do it way better so like <laughs> why are we watching you guys anymore yeah it was awesome though because that our our like trying our experimentation and that feedback was vital because there were some things that we kept throughout that process. Mm -hmm. Most things we just discarded and it still held true to kind of what people were used to tuning into and kind yeah. of like the flavor of the style. And it also opened up collaborations with Play on Tabletop, right? Because, you know, we contacted them. I flew out to them and they're in British Columbia on the yeah. other side of Canada, which is, I don't know four england's away or something like that. <laughs> at least a lot uh, more than that, at yeah. least <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> and it was cool seeing their setup right so it's just really neat uh and you know kind of comparing notes and now it's like geez there's like four or five trips six now probably six trips later collaborations battle reports on either side and that's just with them yeah that's not all the other stuff that has kind of ballooned and exploded since right and all the other different types yeah. of content the hobby content 
right? Like Squidmar, yeah. Miniac, Ninjan, Goobertown, so, Dana Hell. So much, There's just yeah. so many, yeah. right? There's so many uh, of these YouTuber hobby creators that are cinematic and story-driven. Yeah. That's how I describe them. Because it's like watching a mini story. It's like watching yeah. an episode of a show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and it's really different than any other kind of content that we make and that we even thought about making, right? So it's yeah. super inspiring to, to see that stuff. 52 miniatures, Alex, like looking at his stuff, he makes short films. Like each one of his tutorials is a short film. Yeah. Right? Super cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know how to do it. I did my first live stream the other, like, uh, the other day, Sunday, as, as we were recording this. And the amount of times I was just like taking my hands away from the camera, I was like, oh, wait, no, no, this has got to be on camera. I've got to have this in a specific place. And I saw a picture that Duncan Rose posted today. And you look at his posture. And I'm like, how do you paint like that? I'm, I have the typical like painter posture of this. Yes. I don't know how they do it, honestly, to paint like that like, and to, to do it so precisely and to make it look as good as they do. It blows my mind. Yeah. Good core strength or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just doing yeah. sit when they're not doing painting, they're just doing sit-ups constantly. <laughs> it's that upkeep um you know speaking of which like uh fitness and wargaming is a thing which i never yeah. knew before right like which i guess it kind of makes sense because the community isn't just people who play warhammer or people who play miniature tabletop war games the community is thousands of sub communities that yeah. are all adjacent to each other Right. Heck, even Warhammer proper is an adjacent community to the tabletop gaming community, which yeah. also includes Dungeons and Dragons and heck, Magic the Gathering. It's a tabletop game that yeah. people enjoy, right? Board games. Um, any sort of games like that, especially if it's miniature related, right? Warhammer specifically is just a subset of it. Yeah. Right. So when you go, like, when you zoom in and you zoom down into specifically the Warhammer community crowd and all the different facets of it, yeah, you're going to get fitness wargaming of course you're gonna get it right because <laughs> yeah. you're gonna get everything wargaming at some yeah. point in time you know uh and yeah that's the thing too to, that's fun to engage in and movement and health is important especially yeah. when you're getting on and like i'm almost 40 like i said like there's people coming up who are adults and they were kids <laughs> we watched you as a kid like come on <laughs> nuts. Yeah, please please don't make me feel that old <laughs> it don't <laughs> But you know, it's funny because like aging a lot of times is demonized, but really aging is, you know, time's a flat circle. This is all zinch. It all happens exactly. at the same time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's yeah. chaos. It's all good. On the fitness side, what a change. Your current body is incredible. The change you've made has been absolutely amazing to watch. There's oh, dude, you're going to make me, you're going to make me cry, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you though. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. The the uh, post where you sort of compared to sort of where you were to where you are now, and obviously it's it's uh, yeah it's take, it's taken a lot of drive drive from you, but I, I guess you got a lot of support from from elsewhere in the community. Like this fitness warhammer thing, I don't know if it's my algorithm, but it it feels like more of a thing now when you see the likes of like uh, Stephen Box and you and Ben Mudge and Chloe. Ben and Mudge. There's Chloe. so many really cool people who are in this hobby that are like really big into fitness, and they're kind of. I feel like they're they're inspiring, yourself included, inspiring people to say, actually, yeah, I need to take care of myself. I need to do more. And I I, I see it. It's doing it for me. After my conversation with Chloe, I was like, you know what? I need to get back to the gym. I've I've grown the dad bod. I've done that. 
but it's not healthy and I need to stop and I need to look and I need to go out and treat myself better. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations yeah. on that. that yeah. It looks incredible. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. That, that, uh, you know, honestly like that acknowledgement validation is, it's a human need. So you saying <laughs> yeah. that back to me, like it feels good, right? Like it's, Oh, cool. Like if it's, if it's eliciting any sort of movement or change or, inspiration or anything like that that's it's it's only good it can only yeah. be a good thing so yeah i think that's super cool like for me the the coolest thing for me is that like my kids are doing it with me now yeah you know like that you can't that's pricey you can't beat that right so and the cool thing too is that we're looking at different videos like for instance there's uh there's an instagrammer his name is mitch uh mitch fit model yeah. right and i call him karn because <laughs> his body's ridiculous like yes, he looks like in the 30s yes right uh, and he's doing these different like curls and stuff, and he's doing these call them carn curls where like their like <laughs> palms are facing outwards, right? And uh, you know he's doing carn curls. And he does eight reps, and then you know my son Ryan, who's nine, he's like, "Well, time to do some carn curls, Dad." I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, it is, son. All right, we're gonna go ahead and do that, right?" And and then when I'm running with Morgan, my other son, right, who's twelve, and you know which is Legion number world leader, but I like to drop that in every so often. Nice, yep. The kids get conditioned young. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, you know, we're going to run, and you know, let's hey, let's let's run. How far are we going to go? Eight kilometers. <laughs> well, first off, that's insane, right? But eight, okay, all right. And then when we've done the eight, like, how about we do another point eight? Another point eight. <laughs> and so everything is done through the lens of wargaming, warhammer, uh, chaos, corn specifically. Corn. Yeah. And so it just makes life so much easier. You know, when the answer is eight, uh, eight million times, then it's, you don't even have to do any thinking at that point. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And challenges on dude, the challenges? Okay. Like Yeah. I don't even know where I don't even know how this started, honestly. Like, uh, you know what? Okay. All right, Spark Hammer. Gotta shout out to Nikki. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh this happened in February. My son Morgan, uh, he's like, Dad, do you want to start doing some push ups with me? Because he's twelve, right? He wants to keep up he wanna keep up with his buddies, right? He wants he's active, he plays yeah. he plays football or soccer as we call it. Nice. Uh, you know, good choice. All that stuff. Um and so, yeah, okay, I'll do some. And this is February, okay? This is like February Dave was like dad bod Dave, <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, not just whatever. Like there's no, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm in the middle. It's perpetual state of in the middle. Yeah. Not hugely overweight, not super, super skinny, not muscular, kind of just average in the middle, bit out of shape. And that 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 is representative of so many millions of people, right? It's like okay, yeah. well, I can relate to that because yeah, I'm I'm that That's I'm me. whatever yep. <laughs> thirty pounds overweight or whatever it is, right? And so okay, all right, I'll do this. I didn't really want to. And then online there was this push up challenge, forty k push up challenge, right? One month, yeah, it's like one month of forty uh, like forty push ups a day, and there's X amount of people to do it equals forty thousand push ups. Like it was super cool, yeah. And like yeah. well, and then I was tagged. Right, so I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> don't want to ignore this, and so okay, all right, get in, uh, and you know what? I was like, do I do I show the fact that I really failed utterly at doing 40 push? I can't do 40 in a row. I can't even do 10. I can't even do five. Like I am struggling, man. Like this is embarrassing. And I, I know I made the conscious decision. I'm like, you know what? It's going to be transparent. I'm going to show the struggle. I'm just going to show it nice. because yeah. that's what's real. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I showed it, uh, you know, and I didn't do it every day. I tried, but it wasn't every day. Uh, so it was most days, probably three to four times a week that's doing good. push-ups, yeah, that's right? Good. 
you know. Uh, and yet, at the end of the month, I guess it was enough to kind of lay down that neuro pathway of movement habit. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, I'm kind of used to moving and just doing more. I can do, I can do 20 push-ups now, you know, and that's now my threshold instead of two, yeah. right? So it's <laughs> like, okay, cool. Um, which, by the way, when I first first started doing push-ups, I couldn't do one, not a single one. Right, it was like knee push-ups, which is there's yeah. no shame in that. Nice. It's you move however you move. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Knee push-ups, you only go like ten percent down. Okay, that's movement. It counts. It's all good. You're building your foundation, uh, and then it just kind of continued from there. The movement continued. Right. Doing dips. Got some dip here. I gotta show you. I'll just I'll just show you. So this is the nice. Right. I got some weights. I got uh, in the background. Those are mini wargaming weights that we had years ago in the studio that. Uh, we kind of invested in and now there's no more room in the bunker which is fine because i'll <laughs> hoard them for myself at home um yeah uh but just kind of continuing with stuff and it's funny because a friend of mine jared from caffeinated miniatures he's like dave and this is months after february okay uh, he's like dave you've been doing so many dips your arms are now disproportionate your <laughs> triceps are disproportionately bigger to the rest of your arm <laughs> Right, like it's good that you're moving, but do other stuff too. Right, like it, it's it, it's yep. you trust me. Like you gotta. I'm like okay, yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's true. That's fair. And and Gaz, my best mate, who's from the UK, right? He was here in the summertime uh, for three weeks, and we went to the gym together. Which I don't go to the gym. I just work okay. out. Yeah. I don't. I don't even feel like I work out. I just feel like I move. Yeah. Right. There's no scheduled time to work out. If I think about moving, I move, right? Like if I if I think about doing a squat because the thought enters my brain, then I do a squat, no matter where I am at any time. Because what's the excuse not to? Nice, yeah. Is there any reason why I can't be doing this right now? Probably not. Not for me, right? Other than it might be weird looking, but who cares? People will forget. I will forget. <laughs> I'll definitely filter it out, right? But it's it's all movement, yeah. And it just happens, right? Because if I'm like, ah, you know what? I'll just do it later. Then the later is always later. Yeah. And then it's perpetual future tense, right? But if it's always present tense, then it's like, all right, move. Okay, good. Pace. Like on the phone, pacing. After yeah. a while, it's like an hour-long conversation. That's like walking for an hour. It's a lot of steps. Yeah. It's crazy, right? So it just all added up and it continues to add up. And now it's so habitual. It's like when I sit still, it's actually hard for me to sit still now. Yeah. Because it feels unnatural to sit still. Like I gotta be moving. I gotta just yeah. gotta It's that key, isn't it? It's become a habit for you. Yeah, and that's that's whenever you look at anybody that sort of talks about fitness as a profession, it's like the key thing to do is to build up and build a habit. And once it's a habit, habit that's it. It's kinda of just your your day to day. And it's effortless once it's a habit because yeah. literally zero thought goes into it. Yeah. There's no concerted effort. There's no like willpower. There's no like, oh I gotta set the alarm and wake up. I gotta do it before work. I gotta get it in. At the end of the day, I didn't get in. Okay, I'm going to get it in before the end of the day. Like, there's all of these, like, self-defeating thoughts almost where yeah. it's, like, pushing it off. Oh, I didn't quite get it. I made it to the gym, but I was only at half energy, so it was only really half a good workout. All these sort of thoughts have completely been wiped clean. And I got to I gotta give credit to Ben Mudge because mm -hmm. that's what he's the one that said to me. He's like, Dave, just move. Yeah. Don't worry about counting reps. Don't worry about sets. Don't worry about tracking calories. Because all that stuff I've done so many times in the past, yo-yo up and down so much, yeah. so many years, so many years of up and down, right? 10% body fat to 30% body fat. So like, ah, uh, 
I, I'm stuck in this yo-yo. It's like yeah. perpetual yo-yo, right? And it's always hard. Always seems like a struggle. It's for a purpose. But once that purpose is done, it's like, okay, finally, I can relax now. And I can eat ice cream and pizza for days. And it doesn't matter because there's no, like, yeah. there's no purpose. There's no, there's no purpose. There's yeah. no drive. And I always needed a drive to continue doing it. I never was able to do it without that drive. Mm. And now the drive is, there is no drive. Yeah. Just move. That's it. It all counts. Yeah. yeah you've almost swapped it around. Your drive now is a, if you need to sit still for, for half an hour, you need to drive yourself to do that, which is the, the right way around of doing it, I guess. <laughs> but that's, that's the way yeah. humanity should be. It's the way we evolved to, to be up and to be active and to be hunting and to be gathering. And it, it, it's our natural state, isn't it? And so to, we're almost denying our natural state by sitting in chairs all day. I'm, I'm sit, I work in an office and yeah, I, you kind of get to the end of the day and you're more tired for it. Which is, it's just stupid. It's strange. Yeah, it's a strange. Yeah, interesting. It's not like there was a, you know, any, any sort of because uh, a, a lot of my if I if I wanted to, like a lot of my days sitting down, right, it's on calls and on computer, maybe editing some stuff or posting things. And yeah. So it's all it's not movement. It's not it's not like digging gravel, <laughs> you know, and like moving or like throwing trash on a truck where the constant movement. Right. Uh, yeah. So I just we find movement where where it exists and it, it exists everywhere all the yeah. time. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I, I I try to do it now, it, it, and I've got I built that habit of it when I'm in the office. I'll I'll get up and I'll move because I'll, I'll sit down for half an hour. Like I'm just this is just I'm bored. I'm tired. I want to get up and move. So since you just get up and go for a little walk, go for a little walk around site, go and get a drink, go and do whatever, go and get some water, just try and move. And but yeah. Seeing all these these incredible people, yourself included, it, it it's driven me to be like, nah, I need to, I need to be thinking a little more, a bit more about it. And um, eating's a really big one for me. I've always had a really bad relationship. I've not since I've never been like massively obese. I've always been kind of a little bit overweight. I was quite underweight as a, as a kid, and I've kind of flip flopped over. Um, but food was the big one. And having my little one, I kind of went through a period of, I've not got time. I'm just going to pick up and eat whatever's there. Yeah, and it improved as as she came. She came a little bit older. She started eating, so we're then trying to make sure that she's eating properly, and so we're eating properly. But it never really transitioned. So I, I ate really well for like one meal a day, and then I just like grazed on terrible food for the rest of it. And I think that's the habit that I'm now trying to break, and I think that's the one that's. Um, I was chatting with Maxine. Maxine a, was a really great example. The transformation that Maxine's had has been absolutely incredible through her like climbing, and she's got that drive. But food's really big for her. So I chat with Maxine quite often about like, how do I change my food habits? Because that's the next step. I've got more more of a habit to go and move and, and do that side of it. But now I need to look at my food habits and try and crack those ones as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good. I mean, that's, I mean, uh, same boat, man. Like, because uh, that was probably the harder one, I would Ooh. say, like hands down the harder one uh, for me anyway. Uh, and so with that one, I tried something different. Because, you know, in a general sense, move more, eat less, then you'll lose weight uh, in a general sense, right? Without getting scientific, which yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand <laughs> the science of it. You know? Go follow uh, Ben Mudge. He, he understands it. He understands that stuff, right? Like, uh, you know, Stephen Bach, he understands this. Yeah. Like, people like that, they, they train for it. Literally coaches, they're fitness coaches. But what I tried was, and, you know, huge disclaimer, not a nutritionist, not a fitness <laughs> expert. Not Don't listen to me, right? I'm going to say stuff. Don't do what I do, right? If you want to like listen to it and I'll share my journey, that's different. That's different than me saying, hey, do this and it'll work for you. Like, <laughs> I don't know, right? Uh, but what, what I've done 
is I eat when I'm hungry and I don't eat when I'm not hungry. Yeah. So I allow my body to actually feel hungry, whereas before I didn't. Before it's like, all right, breakfast time, I'm going to eat. Yeah. Lunch. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guess it's lunchtime. I'm going to eat now. The dinner. Okay, dinner time, eating. Uh, there was no consideration for like my body. It's like my brain was telling my body what to do as opposed to me listening yeah. to my body and just doing what my body wanted. And so now that it's, okay, I allow my body to actually get hungry. Uh, not in not in a stupid way where it's like yeah. you starve yourself. It's just like like on a daily basis, right? Uh, like okay, I have found that I'm kind of inadvertently intermittent fasting. That makes a lot of sense because there's a window of time that I'm eating, and you know there's all this stuff about intermittent fasting, which I know nothing about. <laughs> I'm not going to say like, oh yeah, these are the windows, these are the optimal times. <laughs> I don't know that stuff. All I know is that if you eat within a window, and you mostly don't eat, that in a general sense is considered intermittent fasting, and in a general sense can be good for you yeah i think that's pretty safe to say uh even though don't listen to me (laughs) (laughs) right so that's that's what's happened and yeah that's i guess that with the movement has really helped to expedite the the melting away of the excess stores of energy in my body (laughs) um yeah 12 percent body fat it's down to 12 percent, which is like nice crazy yeah yeah yeah. And I think of myself 10 years ago, it's like, I actually feel like I'm in the prime of my life right now. I feel like I am more fit and conditioned now than I've ever been before. Yeah. So thank you, Ben and Mitch, <laughs> right? And Hobby Knight and everyone else who's moving online, doing your push-ups, right? Thank you, Steven, for flex rolling, and being silly <laughs> in your videos and just, uh, you know, full, okay, this is a confession, right? Because uh, it's, Again, that, that is kind of demonized, right? Like flexing and being, you know, yeah. all this vanity and like, oh, look, look how good I look and whatever. Um, when you're by yourself, it's fair game. You do whatever you want. Yeah. Right? In front of the mirror. So, you know, what I tried, I tried flexing in front of the mirror and I ended up flexing for 30 minutes straight. Nice. Just as an experiment. Right. And I'm like, that was an intense <laughs> workout. <laughs> just flexing. It was just flexing. Right? So, like, it makes sense that, like, dudes pass out in bodybuilding competitions because yeah. they're like, constantly practicing for what they're going to do on stage and, like, flexing, flexing, flexing. So, yeah, expended a lot of energy just flexing, right? And just flexing and feeling, like, okay, how does this feel? Yeah. Right? Is this flexible? Can this move this way? How is this compared to this side? Right? Is there an off balance there? If so, why? Right? Like, it's just kind of learning your body mm. and just kind of getting used to moving and feeling and just learning what's comfortable right pushing your limits a bit yeah challenges i mean show show everyone your muscles the amount of the amount of models on instagram that people are i'm really proud of this this model you worked on your body you be proud of it and you you show the world absolutely do it all right i told you you're gonna make me cry Uh, (laughs) it's you know what (laughs) that's so true right yeah uh I never thought of it that way before, but it's it that makes a lot of sense. That actually makes a lot of sense. There's work and effort put in, and it's a celebration of your time, your work, yeah. and your effort. Yeah, yeah. Be proud yeah. of of all the work that you've put in to create this this 
beautiful body that you've created because it's that's all the hard effort and like i say people do it with miniatures people do it with cars people do it with any hobby the amount of fishermen that go fishing and show their big big fish in a picture and stuff like it's no different you're putting in hard work to get good at something show off what what you've done i think it's great and i think it, it inspires people to do the same because it, it breaks that that thing of well flexing and being a bit vain it, it is vain it shouldn't be done it, it feels like this old British thing of like, oh, you shouldn't be proud of yourself because it's that's not the British way. Like, well, no, screw that. Be proud of yourself. Show it off, and yeah, it will inspire people to do the same thing. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point because it's not just a potential uh, bad or turnoff. It is the potential good for it too, right? Yeah. So it's like, and I think if it's a, if it's done in that spirit, then it's then it's permissible. It's uh, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. yeah, that we can celebrate this as a thing to be celebrated, as opposed to uh, look at him bragging and showing off. Yeah, right, because that's that's demonized, right? Because that's a feel bad. That's a I'm better and and I'm yeah. better than everyone else. It's like okay, no, no time for that. Yeah, I think that's what's really nice about all the challenges that we like the, the impossible push up that I've not tried yet. Cause I'm sure that'll fail. I will give it a go. But you, you see that and you see it like it's gone like wildfire on the community. But I think it's done that because everyone's like, cool, you've done it. This is awesome. Rather than be like, oh, look, I can do it. I'm better than you. It's like, well, no, you, you did it. This is really cool. Like, you can try it too. And here's how I did it. And here's how I grew to this 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 point. And yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's great. I love it. Really love Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and I like when people do challenges and they send them this way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will have to do that at some point. I'm sh- I'm sure that'll fail, but I'll give it a go anyway. And I'll. I failed the first time I did it, man. Yeah. Honestly, Ben, like, uh, yeah, it wasn't a. Like I did the video, I I worked up to it because the first time I did it, I failed. Right? Uh, yeah. I was surprised because I didn't even know it was a thing. Right? Like time under tension, anything yeah. is like a new concept for me. Right? So even going four seconds down, four seconds up, equaling eight seconds because that's corn. Corn. Yeah. Even that. Right? Even that was like no, you just do a push up, you go up and down. What's all this going <laughs> down for four seconds stuff? Yeah. Right? Um, but a minute down, minute up, yeah, that, that's insane. Like what is that? Who does that? It's a lot of stress yeah. on your body. Yeah. So a lot of stress. Yeah. yeah. Like pull up a body lactic acid from waist up. I never felt that before, right? My neck included. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. Pushing the body, you know, learning the limits. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. We've turned this into a fitness podcast, which is awesome. <laughs> I love that. Every, every time I do it with, with somebody, we turn it into a slightly different one. I, we've, I've done finance. I've done all sorts. Uh, law. I, I did some. Yeah, it's great. Um, I... One sort of last question on the community side before I sort of move on, so I just want to come back to this because there'll be a lot of people that probably want me to ask these questions. Um, oh, there's obviously a lot of people trying to emulate what you've what you've managed to achieve at Mini Wargaming through the, the group of you doing it. Have you got any sort of particular advice for people looking to, to grow or to come into the community? Are we starting with a new channel? Are we a channel and we're continuing? Uh what's the uh let, let's go with a channel and we're continuing so they've, they've got they've got a channel it's got a small following how do they look to sort of push and grow um it, it may have stagnate. i mean we know there's a lot of places like a lot of youtube a lot of instagram stuff it, it kind of gets to a point and stagnates for a while but yeah how would you then like sort of kickstart it so all right let's 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 build this hypothetical scenario let's say i was uh i was hired to be the uh, social media manager for this uh channel or company so what would I do if I was there? So I would say, uh, all right, how's the equipment? If your sound is good, that's the most important thing because people can listen without watching. Mm, if yeah. there's trouble with sound, 
it's higher likelihood that you're going to click off because it'll be irritating or noisy to listen to. So get your sound right, right? And this goes for us too. Like we got to get our sound right constantly. Instead, yeah. the second we don't, there's comments. Hey, sounds off, right? <laughs> so like sound, technical sound, all the other technical stuff you'll get, and a lot of that's the kind of aesthetic choice anyway, right? So mm. all right, yeah, lighting is good too. Like make sure you get some sort of lighting so you can see what you're doing if you're showing anything that's important to be shown. Uh, so that's technically speaking sound okay and then other stuff on top of that really the other thing too is and this is like probably i would categorize this as the most important thing is finding your why and this is a shout out to tack plan tabletop right because he asked me this a few years ago and i didn't know the answer to it your why why are you making videos mm, yeah why right like wh what's the reason are you doing it to start a channel to make some extra income because it's something that you like and is your hobby and maybe it can fuel your hobby and no, that's fine. That's there's nothing right or wrong or inherently good or bad about that. Yeah. But just learning your why and knowing your why empowers you to make decisions that are more efficient to uh, achieve your goal. And so, why? I'm like, why? Why do I make videos? Right? I mean, I've been doing it for years. I I love it. Um, certain aspects of it, anyway. You know, there's things that are tedious and hard. <laughs> yeah. Are there ways in which we can actually mitigate that or even delegate it to someone who doesn't find it tedious mm. or hard yeah. right and so there is a letting go process there is a letting go of the perceived control over our baby over yeah. our product over our video right uh because th that's that's a big that's a big step heck for a lot of people even just allowing other people on in front of the camera on their channel is a big step yeah Right. So I remember having to go through that at the very beginning. It was just me. And then it was me and Matt. And then it was me, Matt and Dan. And then it was more. And then it was more. And then yeah. became a community. Right. So I had to evolve through that because uh, ego is something very real. And yeah. that's something that we all have to one degree or another at one point or another in our lives. Sometimes we have zero ego. Sometimes we have the biggest ego on the planet. <laughs> And like, there's no human that escapes it, yeah. right? And and to try to escape it, the ego wins because it's like, oh, you're trying to escape me while you're talking about me and thinking about me as you're trying to escape <laughs> me, by the way. So yeah. it's like, okay, all right. If if me putting food in my body is being egotistical because I'm thinking of myself and being selfish, then okay, checkmate universe. I am a selfish, <laughs> egotistical human who is going to take care of himself. Uh, but we can utilize ego because ego, uh, this is just my opinion. Right. Uh, again, don't listen to me. Um, I don't I'm not anything other than just these are my thoughts. So ego is neither good nor bad. It can be extremely bad and it can be extremely good. Right. If someone's ego makes it so it saves your life, like, thank you for having an ego yeah. and like getting the credit for saving my life because I'm now alive, <laughs> even though you needed the credit for it. Like, thank you. Right. So there's like it's 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 so complicated. It's not just always good or always bad. So. If our ego is like, we feel really good by making other people feel good, then okay, have ego all day long. Yeah. Because other people benefit, right? And so I think it's when other people don't benefit from our ego, it's like, oh, it's so egotistical. Uh, oh, yeah, look at him. Look at the ego in him. So it's interesting, though, because really, uh, again, this is just my opinion. It, it kind of comes from the same place, from the same, mm. same, like, I'm doing this for me, and these are the reasons why I'm doing it for me. Right, because ultimately, you gotta know why you're doing it for you. Yeah, in the channel, right? Why are you doing it for you? Because if you're not doing it for you, 
who are you doing it for? Yeah. Right? Well, what's that reason? Why? Why are you doing it? Find your why. Um, yeah, that's a very important one. And then once you find your why, then you just run with it. You run with collaborations. That would be the third thing that I would suggest. Right? If you're a podcast, collaborate with other podcasters. Right? If you're a terrain-making YouTube channel, collaborate with other terrain-makers. Right? Eric's Hobby yeah. Workshop, Miscast. Like, there's so many. Uh, 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 to collaborate, cross-pollinate with each other. Yeah. Uh, and same with Battery Report uh, channels, painting channels, hobby channels. Um, and even even far outside of that, right? Like if you're a hobby channel and you got a gamer that you're collaborating with, that cross-pollinates those audiences, right? So yeah. uh, I would say reach outside of what is normal for you and that's how you grow. Is you collaborate with other channels, other audiences, you cross-pollinate each other. That This concept of, well, you know, you're my viewers are my viewers and you're going to take my viewers if I promote yeah. you too much. So I can't mention you too much. And uh, How about first Frank fire? We, we mention you everywhere, right? Like it, it's it, because it's, th that's what it is. Yeah. It's we each have our own name or brand or whatever it is. Uh, and the more we share, it is the rising tide that raises all yeah. boats, right? It's like, yeah, it's an ecosystem. And if you look at the actual metrics and this is the cool thing about this is that it's numbers. And when numbers speak, it's like it's it's fact, right? Yeah. So, all right, these are my demographics on my channel. This is the age group of people watching from the geographical locations that they're watching from. How are yours? Yeah. Oh, they're not the exact same. Oh, okay. So if we were to do a collaboration and we promoted each other, there would be cross-pollination. Yeah. And it's not necessarily taking from one and giving to another, but it's like we're yeah. both giving from ours and giving to yours and you're giving from yours and giving to mine and then we both grow. Yeah, it makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we both grow with it. Uh, and that's been since we've done that years ago, uh, around that time when it was kind of like this, uh, almost like the golden age of discoveries for other YouTube channels. Yeah. It was like, okay, yeah, as much collaboration as humanly possible. That's now the MO because now it feels almost like a missed opportunity to not collaborate with someone yeah. on a project. It's like, who, what other voice? What other voice could be added to this to make it better, right? Because uh, our voices, and this would be the, probably the fourth point, right? Is like, learn your voice, learn what you want to say, use your voice for whatever you want to use it for and mm. feel good about, and share your voice with other voices, right? Yeah. Yeah. Use your voice. I like it. I mean, I like the collab thing because that's this entire podcast. <laughs> that's the entire podcast, right? That's like, the entire thing. This will be episode 24. I'll have 24 different people on. So yeah, perfect. Done, done lots of that. So tick that one off. You gave me three corns. Thank you so much for making it number 24. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I almost wish it could have been... Maybe I'll just call it episode 8 anyway. <laughs> uh, Amazing. So episode 8 again. Let's just, again. Let's just make it that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So I'll move on from the, the community content stuff um, sort of into the, the sort of last section, which is on real life. Um, obviously you're incredibly busy with the hobby a bit through the content creation or uh, just going things talking to people being on the, the, the social media you've also said you turn you turn that off you can you set it aside what do you do then to, to sort of set yourself aside and not be doing that hobby to, to take that downtime so what do we've, I do with my time when I'm not obviously, hobbying obviously we, we've talked about fitness so we'll, uh, apart, apart from that so uh 
okay, if it's I'm away somewhere with my family, then that's like that's almost like a capsulated moment in time where it's much easier to disengage. Yeah. Even though I don't fully disengage, I'll be absolutely honest. There's a good like 20, 30 minutes maybe per day of interaction online because the algorithm is a thing. And if yeah. you stop for a week, then it takes a good four weeks to like get where you were before. So it's just not worth disengaging yeah. entirely, even if it means scheduling, time stamping posts or whatever, just to make it feel like you haven't actually disengaged yeah. online anyway. Um, so in that sense, there's still a little bit. But because there's that little bit, Everything else is able to be, and I'm not thinking to myself, oh, I got to get to this. It's like I already did the little bit. I already did that post or whatever it is or that, that thing because that is uh, – it's it's the business. It's, it's yeah. what we do, right? Uh, but uh, anyway, I'm totally digressing here. So that's what right, do I do yeah. in my, my spare time that's not – Warhammer or fitness? <laughs> War, Warhammer or fitness. Uh, I suppose that's my life. Uh, nothing else exists. And uh, – <laughs> But it's kind of, honestly, it's, I feel like there is an amalgamation of time spent that's hobby related and movement related. That's kind of like work or not work, mm, right? Like yeah. I, I could be having a conversation with my kids at the hobby table upstairs. Yeah, We're not filming it, nothing to do with work, but it's still, we're upstairs and that's what's happening after yeah. school, after work hours, right? Uh, so I mean, there's movies. I enjoy movies. You know what? If Warhammer wasn't a thing, if tabletop <laughs> miniature wargaming was not a thing. Probably have a YouTube channel where I'm watching movies and just critiquing, commenting, whatever about movies. Oh, that wow. would be the thing. Oh yeah, like we're talking like. All right, let's talk about some of the good ones. All right, Fight Club. Okay. Yes. Fantastic film. Right. Usual Suspects. Okay. The yeah. first Matrix. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. The original Lord of the Rings trilogy yeah okay there's like some really good like films that just like are groundbreaking kind of like you know defining generations yeah uh and there's a lot of movies like that that i like watching um i'm a fan of marvel and so in a general sense i'm a fan of marvel it's not every movie that i like but yeah. in a in a general sense i like uh that type of excitement especially uh you know dc and watch batman i'm trying to think my house. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, I got the Arkham <laughs> figures. And... So yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of that. Uh, the occasional show I'll tune into, right? Really uh, depends on uh, those are those are tricky though because normally I binge watch and then I stop for like six months. Yeah. Like I, I don't not currently watching a show, but when I am, it's like I'm Breaking Bad for a month. Yes, you know. Yeah, you know, or I'm Vikings for two weeks, or yes. you know what I mean? Like you're, yeah, absolutely. I'm totally engaged. Uh, so there's like I could really I could do a good marathon of a show, you know. Yeah. Uh, one of the first ones was Lost. Mm, we're watching Lost. that marathon when it was on DVD still. So this is like a yeah. decade ago, right? Where uh, you know, watching it and just like kind of watching episode after episode after episode. Uh, once once DVD sets came out, I think that's where the binge. Oh yeah, that was kind like of proper, really properly built binge culture. I did it with Scrubs. Scrubs, my first one. I think I Scrubs. Yeah. Yeah, I watched like four seasons of that in like a week and a half or something crazy. It was so much, but yeah, absolutely <laughs> love it. That, that was just university. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to put it on. And I'm just going to sit and watch Scrubs for like a whole week yeah. solid. This week, yeah. Peaky Blinders. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, and so like, there's a good show. Chances are I've seen it or heard of it or whatever. Yeah. You know, same with the movie. You know, IMDb they have these funds like out of these 250, you know, top <laughs> movies, which ones have you seen? You know, and so yes, no, yes, no. I went through one recently out of the 250. I think I saw like 140 of them. Wow. Uh, and it was like a lot of them were old, right? Where like you know from the 1930s and 40s and 50s and like every yeah. decade basically, right? A lot of old stuff I haven't seen, but a lot of the new stuff I have. New stuff being the last sixty years, you know, like Clockwork yeah. Orange. Yes, seen it. Yep. You know, so there's like uh, a lot of stuff. Psycho, Exorcist, It, man, horror movies. Yeah, I like horror movies too. I saw It when I was seven years old. Wow, probably should not have done that. <laughs> it terrified, like it traumatized me as a kid. Nightmares for years. You can go to the bathroom or walk down the street and look at the sewer and be freaked out. <laughs> Yeah, see, in the uh, UK don't we don't really that. have those sewers, so it's kind of it's, it wasn't as bad in the UK, so because <laughs> they look completely different. So it's like, yeah, that's not a problem with it. That's just a it's just an American issue. <laughs> it's just an American issue. Yes. <laughs> that's an American <laughs> horror thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So movies, I think that would be it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Good. That was sort of my last main main question. I do have one question left, um, and this is. Can sometimes go really quick, sometimes a little bit slow. It would test, might test your brain a little bit. But if okay. you could choose one person in the hobby, uh, and they were the only person that you could play with Fort Warhammer with for the rest of time, who would it be? And it can't be Matthew, because I imagine that's probably your easy answer. It would okay. And my wife is also not out. Is out. Oh yeah, you uh, are. Well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Let's well, take be, all the be, easy answers. <laughs> all the easy answers. Okay. Well, then Gaz is the answer. Gaz is my best mate. Right. So like, it, yeah, it, it doesn't matter what we're doing. It, it's just fun. So it's like, yeah, 40 K with gas. Okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> this is your prison, Dave. You got to play 40 K with gas for like ever. I'm like, I guess that's a bad prison. I guess oh, I'll no. go. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I would do that. Yeah. Gaz is my, he's my best friend. Uh, and so, you know, having a best mate, which by the way, the fact that he's from the UK, uh, I love. Because constantly teasing him for the stuff that he's saying, right? Because it's so it sounds so foreign to me, right? Yeah. And so when I say things like, "Let's go to the shop, and make sure we have enough room in the boot uh, to, you know, put the rubbish in," uh, you know, after we've minded the gap, uh, and you know, avoided the apples and pears going to the back. Uh, <laughs> don't say what up, my duck. Uh, don't say that, uh, but maybe you can. Uh, so whatever it is, right? So it's just like kind of hearing the different culture yeah. is fascinating. Uh, and then, you know, hearing other people talk that way. And uh, it's just cool. It's just learning. You know, honestly, this hobby, and I, I suppose this is part of the, the, the response from the original question. Because I'm segueing again. I'm getting <laughs> distracted. Yeah. It's adult ADHD brain uh, <laughs> bouncing all over the place. I'd make a horrible employee if I worked at a company. <laughs> um, somehow weasel my way into owning one which is, uh, <laughs> that's that's uh, the biggest that to me that's a comedy right like <laughs> like matt owning a business that makes sense you know he's a reasonable human that that should be a thing right like me having any ownership on any sort of physical evidence uh, edifice or like uh, whatever it, it doesn't it's, it shouldn't be a thing <laughs> but you know it somehow is and hopefully that's that's not too bad uh, completely distracted myself and even what I wanted to finish off the thought with yeah, anyway. That's fine. Um, um, but yeah, I guess yeah, that's uh, that's it. Gaz, Gaz is the answer, man. Uh, yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing, though. 
We've got. I can't say it too loud, right? Because you know, then he, it, it's, it's a warm fuzzy. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a it's a kind, loving thing to say, and it's a default, constant teasing him. So I can't I can't say that too loud, you know. Um, so I went but I am going to say it. You know what? I will, and I will for this reason, because to say the sentimental things checkmates him. He doesn't know how to respond. <laughs> the British right? way, He's yeah, like, compliments uh, completely uh, confuses. Yeah. There's no, there's no response to that, Dave. I don't know how to like. Oh, yeah, you're very handsome with your blue eyes, and, you know. And so, like all the, all the kind, warm fuzzies, the showering of warm fuzzies is one of my favorite things to do in a general sense, but especially to Gaz because he doesn't know how to react to it. So it's, it's all good. Yes. Nice. Well, that was it. That was my last question. Thank you so much for your time. I've really appreciate. It. I've loved it. Absolutely loved sort of learning a little bit more about you. And uh, yeah, it's been been really fun. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Ben. I really appreciate being a guest on the show. Yeah, no problem. Obviously, if anybody wants to find Dave or Mini War Gaming, just Google Mini War Gaming. There, you're on YouTube, Instagram. Uh, uh, you've got your website. Absolutely recommend people going to the website and join the vault. It is a plethora of joys. There's thousands of videos, be it about painting about um, narrative gaming about just sort of standard playing there's and there's conversations there's there's everything everything you could think of for the hobby is on is on that website and it's such a low price for, for what it, the incredible stuff personally narrative for me i mini wargaming narrative campaigns are my favorite thing on youtube and, and the vault absolutely love it so definitely people should go and check that out but and yeah obviously you've got your own instagram mini wargamer dave if people, for some crazy reason, have managed to get to this podcast without knowing who you are, go and follow Dave. I would be amazed if that changed for anybody. Um, but yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate yeah. it. I hope everyone else has enjoyed today's today's episode. Um, thank you for joining us, as always. Uh, if you did enjoy it, please do the standard stuff. Uh, subscribe, leave a review, yada, yada, yada. Um, if you want to get in touch, I absolutely love it. Please come and have a conversation with me. Uh, come and get me on Instagram at First Round Fire Podcast. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us again. And we'll see you next time. Bye.